Blind your eyes Steal your tongue Take it when you're over Welcome back. Truly welcome back. It's been a long time. Uh, it's been a break. Long time no pod. The Barely Watchable podcast. Um, we, we, thought, went, we thought our listeners needed to catch up on all the past podcasts and to yeah, get, get some movies the in. Movies, they had to get yeah. some movies in and stuff. We were really thinking about our listeners. No, I was going to say that on our break, it's like, what movie should we you know, come back to? And I... We had to come back to our roots, which is an '80s Tubi movie. <laughs> well, what else? We what were we gonna do? You had to. Had to. I've never heard of this movie before. I, I had never, and then I found out about the cult classic. It is that uh, uh, it's got a following for sure. I'm glad we did this movie because I can't stop laughing thinking about this movie. <laughs> oh, by the way, we did Deadly Prey, 1980 something on Tubi. 87. Thank you. It's also on uh, YouTube for free. Well, I did sound, watch it. Sound got all. Sound was all jacked up were, on YouTube. There were moments where there was no sound for a good five uh, yeah, minutes. So. Tubi, so. Like three different times, it was like that. Yeah, so I end up at moving over to Tubi and having to watch the commercials. <laughs> this is a great fucking movie. I meant um, uh, let's start off. Let's do our shot. All righty. Prost. <laughs> One word phrase. Dadden! <laughs> <laughs> that shot tasted like Hogan's cum right there. That was disgusting. Um, my one word was rain, uh, Ramblo. <laughs> yeah. Just for multiple reasons. We'll talk about it through this the movie's podcast. movie's a cross between Rambo and a, uh, probably a gay porn. <laughs> if, if Rambo, yeah. Rambo is a gay porn. <laughs> Why? Movie. Who's fucking in this movie? I think uh, if you think of like, okay, they almost fucked. When what scene? When he said when he we were getting some texts from Marty during this during his watch of the movie, and he's like, "I am feeling really gay." I'm like, "You've always been really gay. What are you talking about?" But I was expecting worse too. But it was definitely there was a lot of uh, a lot of male uh, People trying to get their aggression off. But let's put it that I'm, way. There are like a f- maybe two grand or two grand two mer- two thousand mercenary mercenaries. So I get this probably statistically there's a few that are that are gay, willing to you know not only gay but well this isn't to- the real army. So there was probably no rules against being gay in the mercenaries. <laughs> <laughs> this is this. I don't even know what you could. Not even an army. Just this guy gets together. These so-called. Um, you know, the best of the best, you know, I got the best field, best mercenaries. It's like, it's like a group of people from the lower box. Yeah. If you're going to go down to like a bar and just pull out some people and say, here, here's some gun, put on some camouflage. That's exactly what it would have been. It's like, this is the best of the best. Yeah, they were pretty poor army, man. What were they training for? Just like one day. To be day. mercenaries. Like whenever there'd be a yeah. mission that they didn't want to have, that, mar- that someone wants to pay for a mission, they could pay these guys. Like, and- so they were training for like the day they're going to get called up to the majors, but yeah. It yeah, never happened. I don't think they ever said they never tanks. Explained. So what it, what it was was um, 
this colonel or not colonel i'm sorry the was a senator that biz, was i don't know if he's a business man? i think he's a businessman i think it was a rich was. businessman that probably works with other countries and, and is able to do these little mercenary things yeah so he was paying off this colonel hogan to run this camp of mercenaries to never did say what they were doing but um <laughs> that guy was played by troy donahue which is like he's a famous uh, i'm gonna say like do you remember Gidget movies and, and things like that? You know, on a he was a, he, and he was a Broadway guy too back in the day in the forties, fifties, sixties, and then and then eventually became like a B movie so stud. You, do you know why he did become those B movies? Because I guess he was a raging either alcohol or drugs, and he was like down on his luck and money. So he just started doing all of these like <laughs> you know sh, uh, schlocky B movies. And that that was the guy who played um, the, the the general or whatever he his played, name no, was. No, the, he, no, he played that, Hogan. No, 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 no. Troy Donahue played Mickelson. Mickelson. Oh, he played Mickelson. Mickelson. But is, wasn't the Hogan guy also a big actor or no? No. Uh, Jamie's uh, dad was. The dad was. I know uh, I saw him in tons of yeah. movies before, B-movies especially. Yeah, he, those are two like big names in this movie. Well, just the whole premise of the movie, this whole hunting down the, pre, the, the people thing. What was the book? The dangerous most game. dangerous game. that I think we all had to read. I don't know. I know I had to read it yeah. in either middle school or high school or something like that. And there's so many movies yeah. made with the same premise where you're hunting people. I know there was one after this, Ice T. I remember in it doing the same thing. There's none as good as this, though. This one is this one is <laughs> good, bad, yeah, good, bad. What does killing unarmed civilians help with, <laughs> training wise? Because that's what you're normally doing in like real war. <laughs> I mean, you're not really killing. You end up shooting all kinds of civilians all the time. You got to get used to that. <laughs> this is your first plot twister. You don't know about okay. this Hamas Israel thing going on, Jesus. Especially like um, the first guy they sent out. <laughs> they said he lasted ten minutes. <laughs> like, hope this next one lasts more than ten minutes. Well, first of all, you're you've got two hundred thousand. Uh, okay, I'd say like maybe two hundred men. Chasing one guy with no no weapons in the woods of with no clothes on Los Angeles with no clothes on like, that's really important too. It's like this is how we really no train. Shoes. Let's get this guy with no clothes on and let's see how we can do. <laughs> but it's just funny. It's like you're not really training. You're just sending out some. You You'd know, be better off giving him all kinds of weapons. Give yeah. him all kinds of weapons yeah. and like let him yes. like now we really are trying to fight somebody, right? It's funny because there were no cops in this movie, but this is once again following the rule of this podcast which is like why the cops are useless well we had an ex-cop but the thing is the the cops are useless because it seems like this mercenary training has been going on for like years (laughs) and so that means they're like (laughs) killing a guy every day so you feel like by like year three when there's a thousand men that have gone missing in the you know the greater los angeles area you feel like at least one detective would you know take responsibility and so try to look for these dead men. <laughs> the main character, Denon, was played by David Pryor. What do you guys think about David Pryor as, a, as an actor? He was definitely ripped, which he wanted to show everybody over and over again. That first scene when they were like going up and down from his body and he blinks, he blinks like such a, like a weirdo. Like it was such a weirdo blink that it, was like, it doesn't make him look tough at all. It was almost like they had that spoof of uh, First Blood uh, with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It was it was just like that for me. It was it was hilarious. So you know he was the brother of the, the writer and the director, director of this yeah. movie. But yeah, uh, speaking of that too, he was okay. So he was shirtless. 
he had nothing on but a pair of tight Daisy Duke jeans, shorts, which are yeah. very or uh, shorts, which are very tight for a guy. Mm. And I mean, I, I I think at least twice I saw his ball sack coming <laughs> out of there when he was running and getting up. But uh, no, the the best part is like you said, he's got these abs, he's ripped, but he's always oiled up. <laughs> always, like, like someone's like cut. Okay, oil oil person, oil him up again. I mean, at least Rambo used to like cover himself with mud to try to blend into the surroundings right. where he was just like, when you kill one of these dudes, why don't you just take their outfit and like blend in with everybody else? Why are, why are you continually being the guy that stands out? <laughs> you know, it makes no sense. Hey, his camouflage and hiding technique was so good that there were times he was like three feet above these guys <laughs> and no one saw him. <laughs> dude, I, I, I saw this interview with dude. Um, it was like 10 years ago. Um, right when they were about to start, they have a part two for Deadliest Prey. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. But 10 years ago, he had this interview with the, the actor, the main actor, and he said, you know, he was telling his brother, he's like, I'm in this tree. Literally, John just had a duck coming, <laughs> coming under me. He had a duck. That's how close I am to John right now. Like, don't you think I should have been a little higher? You don't know how the camera angles work, kid. <laughs> in this whole movie he's trying to hide but he's like right next to people right behind a tree this is the weirdest jungle like no is this a jungle right outside of la so what, what where is oh, yeah, this just, jungle where is this jungle that they have in la miles southeast of los angeles to be fair like 70 miles east of los angeles is like rainforest that's there is some rainforest. So I mean that that part was like, <laughs> but that didn't look like rainforest to no, me. That looked that more looked like, like groves. Midwest, yeah, that looked like a Midwest woods. <laughs> dry groves. Yeah, it looked it like to me. It was a Midwest scene, but it's the same scene and over always, and over. And they had and a over. whole hell of a lot of uh, um, like treehouse, not treehouse, but like broken tree branches. Well, no, it was like all made as like little huts. <laughs> like, that's right. why you always hide. Yeah. It's like a big hut. You had a cave <laughs> in the woods. But there's like multiple of these in that, the woods. That no one checked, by the way. No one wanted to say, hey, does... Uh, Anyone want to check the cave out? Check that cave right there? <laughs> no, it's going to run right by it. Hopefully he doesn't jump out and stab one of us. Oh, yeah, he does. With nobody else knowing. You're, you're shitting on Mike Danton a lot, but I, I think I've, I have to give him some props, especially his agility in those jorts. Like, he was running. He was sprinting. Usain Bolt level speeds in those jorts. Like I was we've, thoroughly impressed. We've had some movies where the, the the guys who are the action stars, when you see them run, you're like, oh my god, this guy's awful. You know, you can just see just the run alone. But this guy seemed to be decently athletic. You know, he was he was rocking it a little bit. His kill scenes were awful. Every kill scene was like, first of all, the knife would never penetrate anybody with the strength that he was putting it into people at all. It would just bounce right off people. He killed a man with a twig, by the way. He just sharpened the end of it. Like, I mean, the, he's got three machine guns, and he's sitting here sharpening sticks, dude. It's it like, was, dude, just use the damn machine guns. But that one stick was like, uh, you know, size of a pencil, <laughs> but it ended up going right through that guy's chest. Yeah, it feels like all of the the bad guys were made out of like clay. <laughs> yep. Like it was so easy to pierce their organs. It was <laughs> like a plastic knife. Okay, no, you're 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 in a situation where you're going against hundreds of people. You want to be quiet as hell, right? So why would you stab people in the stomach constantly? <laughs> like that's like the longest death. <laughs> like you bleed out for like hours. You're screaming the whole time. Why don't you just cut everyone's neck? You cut everyone's neck right off the bat, right? <laughs> I mean, I haven't. I'm not all up on my mercenary skills. There was a lot but... of unauthorized uh, killing in this movie. 
I don't know if it's unauthorized, but it was like uh, people are just dying for no reason. I mean, the, yeah, c- the number two in charge <laughs> just kills I, everybody. I, I just say could conservatively kills at least 10 of his own men <laughs> you're already hurting for guys and you're killing your own guys like one guy like expressed doubt and then just pulls out the gun and shoots him it was almost like austin powers like in his movie where if you <laughs> fucked up it's like you're dead Boom. i know that they use this in almost every horror slash uh action movie ever but my biggest pet peeve is when you're telling somebody they're gonna die instead of just fucking <laughs> shooting them yeah. you know like, like you better watch out i'm gonna kill you now it's going to happen in a little bit. Wait, not just yet, but it's going to happen soon. Have well, you pulled out the bomb yet? Uh, I'm going to go right there. To that. I know we're going to skip all over the place, but the part where um, Colonel Hogan, a bad guy, you know, kidnaps his wife. I'm like, we're going and, straight to rape? Well, Jesus no, 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 Christ. On, no, no. So he kidnaps a wife, and so he calls up. Um, uh, Denton. Danton. Danton. Says, uh, I got your wife, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, what's going to happen if I don't? Well, I'll kill her. But then, what if I do come over there? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> like well, uh, but, just kill her. <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, his uh, the bad guys. What do you even call her? Like, the, I know she was part of the military, but but I don't, I don't know, know. But I know her military. Kid. Her military outfit and Dan, Denton's <laughs> yeah. outfit were really close. Yeah. <laughs> they had some real. But close the sidekick outfits. is sitting there with a holding a gun on him. It, just kill him now. Just shoot him. Why? That, you, yeah. Your object is to kill him. So why aren't you just killing him? That happened at least four times in this movie where it's just like, shoot him. <laughs> just shoot him. Be done. I think that was the biggest and maybe the only plot hole in this movie was like why <laughs> there was an opportunity when Dan had an opportunity to kill the colonel and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it's like neither took that opportunity in the first like 30 minutes. Like you've been killing everybody else for <laughs> right, less for reasons. No, yes. <laughs> yeah. One guy said, I don't want soup tonight for dinner. You fucking blew his brains out. Like, this guy's which been killing you, your entire which, army and you let him go. Like, it makes two no hicks. sense. I feel bad for the two hicks. They just happened to be like hunting right. out there. Which way did he go? Bam, shoots, shoots him. One. Tells the other guy, which way did he go? He points oh, the direction. Way. Bam, Bam shoots, shoots him. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's he a lose lose. Yeah, yeah, lose, lose yeah. Or even the dad, the dad even get on, got in on it when he catches up to him and catches one of the guys. He's like, Friend or enemy? The guy's like, um, friend? All of a sudden, boom, shoots him. So <laughs> he just, goes, you're a liar, and he shoots him. <laughs> it's like, well, you didn't even give, give a chance to you know, prove his point. So now if you were in this situation where you were told you were going to be hunted and you had to take off. Hold on, Joel. We gotta, we're jumping all over. we got to stick with that, with you, what okay. Marty was saying. Well, okay, what, what, what else? No, just, just the, the fact the that. Dads, all the deaths like were uh, didn't mean I don't know what the word I'm looking for. But no, it's that no one took anybody's word like seriously. Not like no, like if you yeah. said something, they just automatically assumed like liar. <laughs> Boom, you're dead. You're dead. Like, <laughs> you should never give up in this. Because <laughs> if you said I, I give up, you're like, so you should lie right off the bat for sure. Well, it seems like you're gonna die regardless. Yeah, <laughs> you tell the truth, you lie. <laughs> this guy's. Right, you fuck up, you go back to the boss, he shoots you. So like, you do well. It seems like he also shoots you because he didn't do well enough. Like I, this guy is hard to please. as Colonel Hogan and the number two. No, I agree with you. Like everybody lies, and everybody like it's hard to explain where it's. Um, I don't get what his methods were. The colonels, I get what I'm trying to say. Like it's he's uh, well, he's supposed he's to be the best. He's supposed to be the best training general ever. Like you know, that's why they got him to train these people. And I'm like. You're training them to hunt civilians who are naked, and then you just kill them. All you're killing them all. Well, yeah. Let's 
dive into that, that no in the sense training? that like the colonel it's revealed that he is the one that trained dan and it's like well why doesn't the colonel just train everyone like him like just do whatever you did with dan and with these mercenaries it seems like that's not the route he's taking he's doing other some other methods like you created rambo why not make a thousand rambos and i'm and guessing why, why did you even start with anybody else why, why don't your first call should have been danton you know yeah. say hey i'm getting this thing together you want to make some money if he's the best there ever was it's like why you wait for him to come back and kill that's you? also like this jack cooper like it sounds like they were in the same squadron yet like the colonel mike dan like for, don't even know who this guy is it's like right mike dan you almost took a bullet for this guy how do you not recognize him i feel like you would maybe he wasn't trained in the military though maybe denton was trained prior to the nam war by this cat could that be could that be the situation maybe this was like a church function church cyo group that he was training these kids <laughs> well i'm pretty much the military uh spokesman in this podcast so i'm gonna say it was trained in vietnam okay i don't care about who's training who all i know is that these mercenaries should not go to war they are undisciplined <laughs> they're constantly splitting up from their squad <laughs> They just kind of just run with guns in their hands and get lost and end up dying. I don't, I don't know. Like I feel like these guys wouldn't make it in a feminist protest, you know. <laughs> okay, so like go back to that first uh, chase scene, that first guy that was. Uh, I mean, there had to be at one point twelve guys firing at probably twenty to thirty feet away. Well, these <laughs> no are like, dude, these them. dudes were serious stormtroopers. <laughs> the like, one guy could threw not a hit fucking anything. grenade. They could not hit anything, dude. <laughs> he threw a grenade from ten <laughs> yards away. He's like. Got him. <laughs> I was split. I was laughing. I was like, got him. I've never seen somebody like easily get up from getting blasted by a grenade like I have in this movie. Like five Even people. like Dan, everybody, yeah, everybody. Dan, Dan took at least like 15 grenades to the like the left leg yeah. and he got up as if like somebody like tripped him. And it's like, oh okay. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, change my golden onion. I don't know I what the. I already uh, have that. That's mine. So you can't take that one. I don't know. I could not find like what the budget was, and I really don't care. But I do want to know what the grenade budget was in this movie because <laughs> there was being grenades being thrown every minute. There was grenades being shown on a desk, uh, the colonel's desk, twenty four seven. Like there was a grenade in your face at all it, times. It, I'm gonna say it had to be. It couldn't have been. Maybe. How much to rent the army base? They had. They had. They had. They had. They had that, I don't know. They couldn't even spend that, but the army base alone, like, where they had all the all the army vehicles, and then the helicopter scene. I mean, it had to be expensive yeah, to have a the helicopter. Thing is that scene. army base, that scene right there, you could have pulled that off at the VFW. That's true. You know what? They have some tanks up there or something. Yeah, you could have done that anywhere. Because and, and every like every vehicle, tank, uh, jeep, even the weaponry was like all over the place. Like it, like some looked modern, some looked. Real old from the Civil War. He <laughs> like just reminded me of when he opened up his. I mean, and this isn't the end. We're not. We're all over the place. But when he opens up the um, locker with all his weapons and that rusty ass knife, like that knife looks like it was from nineteen hundred. It's never been. It's never been sharpened. Never been cleaned. It's just like rusted, rusted away. <laughs> was that rust or blood? I couldn't I tell. I <laughs> but did you also see? He never cleaned it. Never sharpened it. Locker. What he grabbed. It was that dynamite. That fake thing of dynamite. Except they're from the Roadrunner Coyote scene. Dynamite. Because you always tie all your dynamite up like that. I never used it. I don't think he's ever used it. That's pretty ballsy to just have like dynamite just sitting in your your closet. Sitting in your basement, yeah. Yeah, Your friend over flips a cigarette. You're all fucked. I can't believe we've now 
done this podcast for 20 minutes <laughs> and no one's brought up the worm scene yet. <laughs> Do you know that that was real? Do you know he actually he ate, ate a worm worms. for real? Oh, yeah. So uh, the same interview that I was watching on, he mentioned that that was one really important part because they had given him a fake worm at first and he said it looked so fake. And so he, they said, let's get some real worms. They found a, a night crawler. And he made sure that the camera, like he wanted to show the camera, so he lifted it up like right above his mouth, seeing that it's wiggling, and ate it. Well, I'm not thing. talking about the eating part. I'm talking about the spitting out of his hand, <laughs> stroking the worm. I've, 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 I've known to spit and stroke before, but I've never uh, seen a word, I've, worms I've, being I've, used. I've, uh, I've, in, uh, put that together. To use <laughs> <laughs> well, am I the one that saw that in the scene? You have to squeeze the, 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 the shit out of it, man, before you eat it. Come on now. <laughs> you just fucking spit Sounds out like somebody hand. has eaten Nightcrawler. <laughs> Survival, man. Yeah, but you don't need to spit on your hand for Time <laughs> eat off the worm. <laughs> hey, that's not shit coming out of there. That was the most real part of this whole movie. I can't believe I'm the only one that thought about that. No, okay. let me just ask this question. You two I was dirty ask motherfuckers. I'm surprised. So, if you were in that scenario where you're being hunted, I don't know why people just don't hide. Like, why are you just running the whole time? I would hide. I'm a hider. I'm not a fighter. I'm a hider. I'm going to find a spot that they're not going to find me. I'll crawl into some fucking like log, some hollow log, and just sit in there for, for days, dude. I am not running around. This mercenary group is not smelling anybody, hunting them down, dude. You would have been just fine. Joel, you're talking about the same guy who <laughs> got caught by some local hillbillies, some localists, right? Why wouldn't you just say, hey, could you guys help me out? Or somebody call the cops. Someone's trying to murder me. Or say, hey, where do you guys live? Let's go. Let's go to your house. No. He just fucking runs off after they tell him just to get out of here, and he runs off. Doesn't tell him what's going well, on. There was one point in my notes I, I wrote, like, why doesn't, like, Dan just walk home? And then like, 20 minutes later, he walks home. 75 miles. <laughs> 75 miles he it's got like, home. It's like, well, he could have did that the whole time. Like, why? Why didn't he just go home before? Why didn't he just, like, go home? It's He's faster than all these other mercenaries. He could have easily just outran them. I thought it was very ironic that he ends up hooking up with his old trainer who is only 75 miles away set who set up shop you know and has this whole thing going on i there's i don't know why but I, do you think that the mercenaries okay, could have uh, afford a military or a, um bulletproof vest at all maybe that would have been <laughs> Something that, that would have stopped at least three quarters of the murders since he only, cut since he only least, stabs people in the freaking Well, they could have cut out at least bellies. 50 to 75 guys and that would have paid for those vests. <laughs> he didn't need 300 people to chase down one guy. Okay, so... Is that Reggie Jackson? Was that Reggie Jackson in the movie? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't that look like Reggie Jackson when they first pulled up the first four recruits? I he had a New York Yankees cap on, and he looked exactly like Reggie Jackson. Like like a like if Reggie Jackson had AIDS, maybe. <laughs> you know, you're saying. Uh, um, uh, I wasn't gonna say it now. I fucking goddamn. Did I loud lose it? I'm sorry, Reggie. Reggie Reggie Jackson threw me off. I was really <laughs> um, let's talk about his wife. What kind of act, what do you think about that acting? <laughs> she was the worst actress in the whole or worked actor actress in the whole movie. I just love the, their life in their house is just the greatest. Uh, <laughs> wake up, you got to go to work, you know. And then in the kitchen, did you notice the the uh, the curtains in the? No. <laughs> did you notice that, Gene? 
They had some Christmas curtains. It was like big blue. Like first of all, no one puts curtains in their kitchen. Like kitchen's not where you have curtains. And he's got these monster curtains just closed like, off. Kitchen curtain group now. Thanks. Sorry. Just like, what are you doing? What, where do you where do you guys live? And then he gets kidnapped. She sees him get kidnapped, and she doesn't call the cops. She like she waits two hours and calls her dad. I think he might dad. be. I think somebody might be wrong. But to her voice and it's just a whole. I mean, here, here's speaking of dad. Here's a scene. It was just so but stupid. It was the kind of van without the windows, you know, like a delivery truck. Um, and it was green. Is it light green, dark green? Dark green. <laughs> but it was a funny kind of green, like army green. Funny. Funny how? How's it funny? Think hard. Think hard. The license plate, the number. Get it? I saw part of it. Well, any part. Uh, two... Two, four, four, seven. Seven, you sure? Yeah, yeah, sure. Two, four, seven? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. No, four, two, seven. <laughs> but he repeats every four, four, two, four, two, two seven. He's a good okay. cop, man. He wants to make sure but he's he, thorough. He only knew it was partially green, a van without windows, and four, two, seven or somewhere in the plates, and he was right there. The LA right cops, there. man, they got some good data. How did he find it? How did he find the place? I'm sorry, but how did he find the place? <laughs> Three times in a row. He's good. That's why. He only needed 427 in a green van. So finding he, that place. You can find shit with the partial. So you find it. So you find well, open you land. Find it. You find open land. <laughs> like where it connect to a house or something. It's not going to connect to like the jungle. And again, the dad <laughs> sees the situation. He knows what's happening. Hey, why not call somebody? Call like, some cops. Call somebody. Call your friends. Look no, at you. this license plate. It's connected to the jungle. I mean, <laughs> you see how Colonel Hogan runs his mercenary group. You don't think like he accidentally has this <laughs> car's <laughs> address at the mercenary camp base? I, I'm I'm not putting it past him. That's his home address. It's just <laughs> whatever the coordinates are in that jungle. Sure. No, I want to circle back to... Joel, you were talking about the uh, the protagonist's house. Um, he has something in that house that you also once had, and that is a waterbed. So as the oh, waterbed spokesman, uh, please give us your thoughts on the waterbed. Well, I, as soon as I saw, saw the little jiggle when he was getting up, <laughs> I was like, oh, flashbacks. These oh, are yeah. so great. Yeah. And, you know, I think we mentioned it before, but when you have a waterbed, you have to set the waterbed temperature to, I think it's the, what, what's our, what's our uh, human... Heat at ninety eight degrees, or <laughs> yeah. that's what that's what. Uh, that's why. That's why. So my not- uncle used to tell me that if I set it at ninety eight, you're gonna go right to bed, baby. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's why I went. I haven't got a fucking bed. I had a motherfucking water bed like that, nice and warm. <laughs> She's like, get up. It's like hell no. <laughs> you get in here. <laughs> now you said you had a water bed confirmed. Did you also have a giant bottle of lotion on your bedstand? <laughs> No, <laughs> I slept with my brother, so that would be kind of weird. <laughs> Do you think they put that in there, or was that like, fuck, we forgot about the lotion on the, on the nightstand? You forgot. It was, it's actually Stanton, get your lotion off the bed. It's actually his brother's house, the director's house. He's like, oh shit, I forgot about that. Tripod set up with the camera. That's what it felt like. It was very noticeable in the scene, <laughs> honey. 
how often are you using lotion for anything else next to your bed? <laughs> Tell me when you when, when do you feel like you have to lotion to you go to put bed. Your skin care routine. I have dry, right, I have dry right hands. Bed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dry cock too. <laughs> <laughs> that works out perfect. <laughs> We're both happy. Speaking of cock, um, <laughs> in my notes, I just wrote down dick grenade with no other explanation. So I think <laughs> there was a point where some guy blew up, blew up, threw a grenade down. Here's my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's he, my question. He put so, a grenade down so much. Yeah, pants. where did that grenade come from? One. Well, I know where it came from. It came from the base because there's a million grenades. We had five or six. But seems like at the time when he escaped, you didn't you didn't see him grab a grenade. It was all of a sudden like he had just got out of the rope. No, he, this is when he was in a tent, I think. Or after something. he escaped the tent, he escaped the tent, but they just showed yeah, him okay. running. They didn't show him really grabbing. You think they'd see him grab some no, weapons got, or whatever? They never showed him. Got any some that. side cargo uh, pockets in that. <laughs> well, my <laughs> question about the dick grenade scene is like, what was this guy wearing, like underwear wise? Uh, to get a grenade stuck in his pants, that, in that pants, because if you throw a grenade in your pants, it slides down. You'd think where you know jorts, jeans, cargo it, pants, yeah. whatever. But this one just stayed right in the crotch. I, I, it was I, the only grenade that actually worked in this movie. <laughs> yes. And it when it did, it, it did not didn't just blow him up. Like it made him turn into complete smoke. Yes, it was there was no parts that flew. It was just smoke all of a sudden. He must have been made out of gasoline because it blew <laughs> up like the entire tent. It blew up everything nearby. <laughs> a real I also wrote down real bad day for some of those recruits. A real bad first day. Yeah, you know, they're, they're you're, so, you're hunting the best person. Yeah, it's like the, the guy yesterday on his first day got fucking fat. So and today I got Mike fucking Dan. Right. I got Sylvester <laughs> Stallone today. <laughs> they're fucking these guys. Yeah, you guys yesterday they got fucking Chris Farley. Oh, brutal beat. Brutal bad yeah, first day for that was. some of those guys. Well, they were in it for the money. That's what they said. What do you need for money? Next guy. Money. Money. <laughs> money. It was like money. And what what uh, what did uh Cooper say? I think he just likes killing people, right? Something like I am in it for fun. Well then that's funny because the exact same it's exact when he when he finally turned back to good, Coop. That's he, Coop is my favorite character in the movie, but um when he did turn back good, he's like, Well, I still like what's going on here. It's like you were you were part of what's going on here the whole time until he showed up. I think it's what Mari just said, "Like I'm in it for fun. Like he doesn't care if he shoot who he's shooting. Like oh now, now like, it's I more get fun to be with, now. With yeah, like he's the winner. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to winning. <laughs> I'm going to join his side and I'll shoot. He, I think he was just addicted to killing people. Better so than he pumping sees, gas. <laughs> I like the Philadelphia Eagles though. That was that was the reason why he's doing it. He's like that's better than pumping gas. He does have a point. Um, quick question for you two: What did the Colonel mean by uh, Danton's killing style? Like. Oh, this is, I know this style. Like, he sees, like, dead bodies. This, I know this style. What he does that mean? He doesn't use guns at all, ever. Well, it's funny because, so he runs up on these two bodies that are on the ground. He's running up, running up. All you said it. He goes, I know this style. He, he was there, like, a half a second. Like, what style? Both guys are dead. I, both I, guys are eyes taken out of their sockets. Right. Like, well, they both uh, got uh, sticks uh, inside of them. First, look at the bodies and say, "Oh, I see what he did here." You know, he put an X mark on her titty or something. Yeah, <laughs> I just died. I know there's no, yeah. uh, It just I seemed like they style. were just laying normal, dead. dead. Like there was nothing special about. There's no stick in their asshole. Like, yeah, it yeah it's Denton, the I've twig killer. This, I've seen this death before. <laughs> yeah, the Denton death mark. You know, there was none. <laughs> Denton. By the way, you if you played a drinking game, 
Every time there's a scream? It, no, every time they say the last names, like if they say Danton, Hogan, Mickelson. Have you guys noticed that whole Mickelson, Hogan, uh, when they were talking to each other? It was like, yeah, this will be the last for you, Hogan. What do you mean, Mickelson? I got you. Well, it's like, yeah, for people well, that, Hogan, I want to give you one month, and that's it. Yeah, for people that needed to use those names the whole time, it's kind of ironic that the father never got named at all. Like, <laughs> there's no, the dad has no name his, <laughs> in the whole movie. His he whole got a decent-sized part, and he has no name. I think he's just named Jamie's dad or whatever. He had the best part, though, in the movie, right? Or no, that's, he did. Yeah, that's saying. Yeah, I got it here. Let's do it. Who am I? A little man who spent 27 years of his life as a cop trying to put big shots like you away. 27 years in the filth and the dirt of the street. There ain't no music down there. You watch the people in the streets killing, raping each other, pumping dope through their veins while big men like you sit in the fancy penthouses and at the poor slob rotten hell. I know about you. As long as it puts money in your pocket. Today, the nobodies who made you rich are gonna win. Die, son of a bitch. <laughs> and then he just totally murders just that guy. Shoots him. He just murders him like twice. Just shoots him yeah. twice. Like for no, like he hasn't brought a gun out. He hasn't done anything <laughs> at all. A lot of meaningless murders yeah, in this it was movie. Just a lot of death that was like really. You could have probably just called the cops or something. You should have called the cops from the get go. Brought a whole squad with him. Why is he going up alone? It's a retired old man. So, I have a quick question for you too and it has to we let's talk about the um yeah i thought you were gonna say yes i'll answer for you right now before you ask the question yes i was hoping both girls would be naked <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about, this is like one of a few 80s uh action movies that have no nudity i'm like what's going on these Every girls would be hot these girls would be perfect you know yeah. like there's I two almost sure. scenes. It's like, come on, we have not not one shower I scene. I thought for sure the rape scene was, you know, like something was going to happen. I didn't want. I mean, I didn't want the rape. I mean, no, no, no. But like it, a tear. You know, they tear a shirt. Yeah, yeah you, know, you had to do like some that. of that. I thought for sure that one girl was going to rape Denton as she was going to, you know. There's always that kind of stuff where, like, you know, I'm going to beat you and then I'm going to rape you. I have a funny feeling that wasn't a question Gene was going to ask. <laughs> okay, Gene, let's hear your real well, question. Well, it actually has to do with the uh, the bad bimbo, but yeah, I was shocked too that there was no nude scene or like. A guy's buttocks, like you know, what I'm saying, like there were so many times where, like, like you said, you could definitely do it. You could have definitely did it. Um, not saying I, that, uh, but my question was with the bad chick, the mercenary. Like, oh, was she like a secretary to Colonel? I don't know what the hell she was. She was but a sex. She was out there on the mission, though. One of the missions. She was. So out this there. is my question. Like, I'm gonna just call call her the bimbo mercenary. Was mm-hmm. the bimbo mercenary? Like, was she a mercenary or was it at the point where, like, she was just, like, the fuck buddy, like, secretary? And then, like, at it got to a point where everybody's dying, like, all hands on deck. We need everybody to be in on this to kill Mike Dan. I mean, I think she was the one to keep the troops um, up, you know, motivated for what's going <laughs> keep on. Keep the morale up. Keep the morale up. It's like when you bring, like, Marilyn Monroe in to sing to the hey, troops. Hey, morale, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, she keep it up all right. <laughs> the only part of the movie that I was like really wishing was like she was like sharing a drink with 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 the colonel, and I'm like just pour a little bit on your on your on your top right now. Just pour a little bit on your top. There <laughs> <laughs> oh, goes his pants again. He just came off. <laughs> to be fair, the colonel does have a point in this movie. Like he's constantly. I got hair in my mouth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Denton. <laughs> For people that don't know, because we don't film these uh, episodes, um, Gene is dressed in a in a full uh, <laughs> blonde mullet wig. Uh, bland, blonde mullet wig for Denton, and then we have uh, Marty over here in a mercenary outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my military. 
I wasn't told about the dress up. <laughs> no, but the colonel, he, he kind of has a point. Like, the woe is me. Like, the army did fuck him over. Like, he created Rambo. It's not his <laughs> fault he didn't win the Vietnam War. Like, you have a, a killing machine. He created it. Like, he seems like to be the only one that was doing anything positive in Vietnam. For sure. I agree with that. I mean... I don't, I don't know the whole story of what caused his downfall, but it probably had something to do with mental illness. <laughs> Just guessing. Um, he did what was funny too is like you, everyone who'd seen this movie could say that this was just a rip off of Rambo, right? I mean, we all say First Blood. This was a total rip off. Yeah. And it, they were asked, they asked, Sexy they Rambo. asked the director that, and he's like, "No, I never, I didn't see that till I didn't see, I didn't see First Blood till after my movie was made." And then his, yeah, right. and his brother goes, "I don't think that was the case when he was being interviewed." He was like, ah. "He's like, I could have sworn we, we saw Rambo like right before he wrote that movie. <laughs> he wrote it in two days." Uh, Sylvester, who I, I don't know. Ooh, nope, never. <laughs> no, I. It's funny because like we talked about how many movies this ripped off especially like the hunting of the man but it's just mm. funny because i feel like this movie especially like there's i don't know if there was grace in the other movies but there was really no grace in the hunt in this movie like the fact that he had like a 30 second head start and the other guys are equipped with like machine guns assault rifles grenade tanks. launchers tanks <laughs> like it was really unfair there was no it was it was not a, it was it wasn't a graceful hunt. It was like you know how they say like well it's like fishing like dynamite. They were essentially fishing with like depth charges like that <laughs> blow up torp you know that blow up the uh, what was that called uh, submarines like it's <laughs> torpedoes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was super unfair. I just I don't see how this exercise helped at all. I just don't see how you can't hear a guy getting stabbed right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> like these guys are so stupid. Man. That is a good point. Like in this forest, like there's just so many twigs and branches. So you'd well, the thing is, Dan was barefoot this entire movie. I don't know if that's gonna be that much Does quieter. That make it quieter. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it's gonna make it that much quieter. I think he'd be like hurting himself more. A lot of leaves, yeah, twigs ow, breaking. Ow, ow. <laughs> do we want to talk about anything, or do you want to go? Into the music. Segments? I guess I'm gonna be real quick. The, yeah. the 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 sound, the music, in the background never went with what the scene was ever. Like no. it would be like a like a real serious scene. It was like slow romantic music, and then it would be like something that was real like chill, and it'd be like all of a sudden. Like extreme and intense. So it was, the music, it was like a corny eighties um, uh, kind of. Almost like you're watching Hawaii Five. Not not Hawaii Five. Well, take that back. Like Magnum PI, mm-hmm. or even like, um, uh, you know the, the like when when somebody's doing something, they got that MacGyver type music in the background when he's trying to like put stuff together. That was a whole soundtrack of this movie. <laughs> Other than the end love song, but. I know we already talked about, it, but just even when Denton came back with. He had gotten this whole barrage of weapons, and he comes back and just starts tying some like little, <laughs> little little booby traps and stuff. It's like why? Right. Like just blow up everybody, dude! You got weapons. You got dude. a locker full of. You have a locker full of weapons, and he's like, he's he's uh, sharpening up stakes. <laughs> Still, and stuff I'm like, and what are you doing? Stinks. He he doesn't take the easier out. Like he's shirtless. He's got no clothes, and like he kills like a hundred mercenaries like just take somebody's got to be your size shoes and shirt wise like, <laughs> That's why I the and then the like, same thing with guns too it's he like he keeps he either. keeps killing yeah he keeps killing with like spears that he made from twigs and <laughs> instead of upgrading <laughs> to a machine just, gun just, just go home or maybe to the neighbor down the street just no does that guns. rock thing put your arm back in to, to <laughs> oh, place does that is I, that does that yeah, would that work that. that was actually pretty cool 
I mean, I, I used to know. just, I, my arm used to pop out all the time. I used to just have to lift it up and it would pop back in. I don't know if you need to use a rock and pop it in the way he did. Yeah, in his movie, uh, Stanton takes his boulder of a rock, sticks it under his armpit, and it grabs his wrist and pulls his arm. Pops it back into snaps place. Snaps his arm back in place. So. That's my little uh, emergency tip for today in case you ever dislocate your shoulder. Shall we go to segments? Sure. Um, real quick, one last thing I'll say is that Denton looked a lot more like George in the Jungle than he did, uh, or 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 you know, what's that Tarzan? Tarzan. <laughs> more than than he did like Rambo <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, like I said, it was like a, a what do you call a, what do you call those porn with XX doesn't happen actually like a, fuck used to be on Cinemax all the time. Chan Tweed. No, there was a oh. name for that that type of porn. I forgot. I soft softcore porn. Yeah, I used to call it Shane Tweed. Like softcore porn, softcore porn Rambo. That's why I would label this movie. Both like zero sexual chemistry or tension, or correct, even like a hint of something sexual is that gonna come? No, but just all the ladies see this, or some guys, and they just see him shirtless, all oiled up, you know, rocking body. Before we go to the, the the segments, what was the worst? What was your favorite death scene? I, I take it you have one off the top of your head. No, I'm just uh, I I well well I have two. I mean, obviously, I have two. One of the biggest ones at the end where he cuts the guy's arm off and beats him with it, and then uses his <laughs> arm, beats him over the head with, it and kills him. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. I thought the one straight through the neck when he was setting up the movie traps was pretty dope too. <laughs> Again, these are some strong twigs. These must be <laughs> some oak or something in there. Let's go to let's go to segments. Yeah, golden onion. Modern weaponry <laughs> doesn't work in this movie at all. I don't think how many people were shot if they weren't just shot like the guy unexpectedly not, didn't know they were going to get killed. Very few people actually got shot, killed in this movie. Uh, obviously, I'm going to bombs go didn't work. You said before too with the uh, this whole whoever the weaponry was bought from because the grenades didn't work. I don't know if they just went to like a fireworks store. So I'm going to give it to the... Some of the armory? Yeah. Or, you know, the whoever the guy yeah. Or the guy who maybe, you know, the guy who works in the it works in a store ordered it from like China or something and they fucked him over. They were over on the... On the, at at the at Peruvian. The, basically got caps crystals, and bottle rockets. Yeah. They were at the fireworks shop in Racine. Got those Bolivian bombs. <laughs> uh... My golden onion goes out to the hide and seek skills of the mercenaries. <laughs> um, yeah. Especially like you were talking about that scene with the spy nest where he's like literally like, he's like two, two feet, feet above them. Like super fucking obvious. And they all just. You could just smell his breath from where you They were. even stop for like five minutes and like talk and do some exposition <laughs> in the movie. And then like they walk right past him. Um, Huey Lewis, Heart and Soul Award. Coop. Coop is my, my, and the reason why I like that Coop so much, obvious. besides just being, he was a decent actor, but besides all that, he actually saved the whole, I mean, he saved him three times, four times in the movie. I mean, he saved him, to, he, I guess he untied him, we never saw it, but he untied, he loosened the straps so he could get out, helped him get out of the whole base, and then he was actually about to get killed, and Coop saved him there too, shot the guy, I don't know why he didn't finish him, but, you know, Coop is, Coop is a stud, man. I'm going to give it to the neighbors living 
living nearby in this community because <laughs> they put up with a lot of shit. There was a scene where he blew up a fucking helicopter. He blew up a helicopter. Still there's no police. tanks. There's ammunition. There's not one fucking Karen living in that subdivision that's going to call up and say, all right, all right, fellas. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, do you, you have think- to be up all night bombing each other? That's the thing that is like, You'd think there'd be one noise complaint, like eleven o'clock and something, because they're they're also like going full like Al Qaeda and like shooting their AK forty sevens in the air at all times in this movie. Anytime that pl- if that place was a fucking paintball <laughs> exhibit, to ca- you guarantee you a Karen would be out bitching because it got a little orange paint on her driveway or something. So I'm like, yeah, that's my heart and soul. I give it up. Oh shit! I should have thought about that, but that's a good that's a good call. But I gave it to uh, Mike Danton just for his ability to wear jorts throughout this entire movie. Like, <laughs> that's all. Hey. That's so funny you said that because I know is the c word right after this one. Yeah, go. I was just say chilling because <laughs> he was chilling in those shorts through the whole movie. Man, he is just comfortable in those little jorts, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get the c word. C word is cardboard. As in cardboard boulders that were coming down the hill that killed four people. <laughs> Tell me you guys didn't laugh. Yeah. That was the bad. The, that was the funniest when they started rolling down. He roll, yeah, he pushes these big boulders down, and you could just see they were so like fake. Like you could see the cardboard box on one of them like coming off. I think one of them was like styrofoam, but the one guy gets hit, and it's almost like. Um, he stops like, oh, shit, that's right, it's a boulder, and then he falls down. Well, there was one guy that didn't even get hit by a boulder, a fake boulder. Like, it just looks like the wind kills him. Like, yeah, he fucking fell down. Like, the wind impact from the cardboard boulder <laughs> killed him. <laughs> I thought that scene was pretty cool. Uh, I got to give my C word also to Dan. Um, he is a calloused in this movie just for being barefoot the entire movie. You <laughs> He's think definitely got a good... Feet. That's true. He looks like he lives on the beach, though, too. So he, he probably does have some cow's feet already. Um, do you have a how is this person not in this movie? I got a remake. I would you love have a to sequel, see. prequel, remake. And this is well. This is gonna. Uh, it goes to who should be in it. So oh, I'm gonna go a doubler. I, I'd like to see my buddy Nick Cage as Colonel Hogan. I think mm. he'd make a great Colonel Hogan. And then. Our runner, our Denton, is going to be Richard Simmons. And then in the outfit that always wears, that thought, that would be hilarious if 700 military guys are chasing Richard Simmons. <laughs> He's just like, hey, fellas, stop, stop it. <laughs> one, two, Wearing three, those tight four. short shorts. Yeah, but come on. Wasn't Richard Simmons at one point kidnapped? <laughs> what? In real life? Yeah, isn't that, wasn't that like a Shut whole up. story? Someone one? stole my movie? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm gonna sue his Richard fucking ass. Simmons was kidnapped. Nobody remembers that. Mm. Um, Are you sure it wasn't Webster? Yeah. So back in 2016, um, this, this is, is a, a whole conspiracy. This like isn't long ago. Yeah, like the housekeeper, like the maid, was like called the police and said that like he's been abducted, and then. Then he just one day came back and was, was, he, was he that poor that he was just trying to like he faked uh, he was trying to get a ransom from somebody or something. <laughs> I can't think of anybody who should be in this movie. Sorry, I'm I'm just totally focused on Richard Simmons yeah, kidnapping now. So, um, but I uh, 
I don't have a person, but again, like I was shocked that there wasn't like there was <laughs> color me shocked, but they don't think of women too fondly in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, both Give me get, a beer. <laughs> <laughs> both women are pretty much raped and shot in the face. I think they both are, right? Yep. There's two women in this movie and they're yep. both raped and murdered, mm-hmm. executed. So I, I was shocked at that there wasn't like a we've seen all these eighties movies before where they get like a a half you know porn star actress that just gets nude like three times in movies. I was shocked that there wasn't like a scene where Danton's running through a backyard of a house and there's a woman like Shannon, Shannon Tweed sitting in the back. She's just oh, new tanning. Yeah. So what if they wanted to keep like that PG rating and said, you know, well, they felt it'd be. They better had to up. know they were never going to have anybody buy this movie, right? But you know? the thing is, it never went to the theater, so that's why I don't know why they didn't do more right away with yeah. an R. Yeah, because they thought it was going to be, you know, us. I I guarantee you, this is like we said, we we do movies where they, they know it's a piece of shit and they're having fun with it. I guarantee you, this director. Thought this, thought was, this was like this yeah. was Rambo too, man. People are gonna like run to Love the theaters. Um, were there user reviews for this? Movie? Well, can I do my prequel first, real quick? So I wanna I wanna do a prequel, and it starts off in the swamps of Nam. Okay, and we get to see our hero, Coop. So Coop is the hero in this movie, and he it's the first action he sees, and he's with his new gay buddy Denton <laughs> as they battle the Viet Cong. You know what? You know what the movie's called? Ambiguous duel, broke back rice patty. Broke back rice patty. What do you think broke about that? Rice <laughs> I like it. Probably Ariane Tubi. <laughs> uh, the reviews though, you got <laughs> okay. There was movie? just tons of them. Yeah. I mean, I oh, we got time, but I um okay. So let's see here. We got. Uh, Scott Mercer, a stunning achievement in cinema. Skull Point says, what's better than derb, uh, Deadly Prey? Nothing. Humanoid. So awful it has to be seen to believe. Susneck, are you a man? Do you have frosted hair tips? Do you sleep in short denim shirts? Then this is the movie for you. And then we got, this guy has a good name here. It says Dan Jensen Movie Talk. Hmm. Gold, baby. Pure gold, baby. <laughs> and then Coventry, which uh, we've done this guy a couple of times. Good mullets, evil mullets, deadly mullets, mullets everywhere. Okay, so now I'm going to – there's one here I had to point out where he wrote – he had a good couple of sentences here. This is Count Elvis the third. Ask a group of people what the best movie ever made is, and you'll get a lot of different answers. Some will say Star Wars, some Citizen Kane, some Taxi Driver. They are all wrong because the best movie ever made is Deadly Prey. Now, some, particularly those losers who like Citizen Kane, will disagree with this. But much like the crowd that crucified Jesus, they know not what they do. (laughs) (laughs) So if you ask me if I recommend this movie, (laughs) yes. Do you recommend Drunk Higher Sober, though? Oh, shit. Damn. A little bit of both. Yeah. I meant... I was sober and I was laughing my ass off. I yeah, drunk with some friends. But this, like we said, like I said, there's movies where you just say, "Don't fucking even bother." This movie, you need to watch this movie. I would agree. Drunk, drunk and high is, is always the best way to go for these these funny B movies. I was gonna say whatever doesn't get me shot by Colonel Hogan, but I feel like I'm gonna get shot <laughs> regardless of my answer. Matter. Yeah, your answer. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with drunk. A little sailor, sailor, <laughs> Liar. sailor Jerry. 
bam, you're dead. <laughs> oh, man. I, what, what else do we want to talk about? Deadly Prey. Any other final comments? What did we miss about this movie? Uh, it's on here. Let's see here. There was a... <laughs> you remember that part? Speaking of, I know how you're, you get to the gay porn part about this movie. But remember that part where... I think that was you that was talking about the gay porn part. <laughs> that part where he tells, at the end here. he tells the guy, he's like, take off your shoes. Oh, yeah. I was waiting take for him to rape him. Shirt, he like, raped his oh, wife. Shit, he raped go. his wife. It's going to happen right now. Right, take off your shorts. So but just so everyone knows, um, that scene where he lets him go. So Deadliest Prey 2 is him coming out of jail after 27 years that he has served for this crime. And him then going back to get Denton again and and redo this whole thing over again too. They just re- rehash it, pretty much. Okay, but they're just older. They're older. Same two actors. They're like forty years older. Yeah. Gotcha. Anything else? What do we? Uh, no. Uh, did you? Just, what do you think, Gene? Just, uh, would you recommend this movie to your friends? Yeah, I I think this is one of the best movies we've done. <laughs> I I watched this. So the thing is, like, what makes a great movie in this podcast is the second watch. Because you watch a movie for the first time, and it's like you get these wild fucking movies that don't make sense. They're poorly acted, and like, but then the second time, like, you know what's coming, and it's not as funny. It's and not the lines as surprising. Are funnier because you know what's happening. But the second time on this one, this is, you know, right up there with Heart Ticket to Ohio, you know, Samurai Cop, where it's just like, it, it was funnier the second time. So yeah, I, I highly recommend this movie. Just to mention one more thing. I don't know how much time we have left here, but um, what they did show this movie finally in the theaters about 10 years ago. And, and uh, the actor went to the, theater and he only went because he had his son and he wanted to bring his son and his son's friend to kind of show him that he did he was a big sh- he was big shit at <laughs> one point you know and he said he thought it would be like 12 guys <laughs> sitting in the theater watching this movie <laughs> that's what he thought and he rolled up and there was a line all the way across you know the street wow. to come see this premiere of the movie which is way after it had come out but the cult following had already built up and he said he was the was the proudest dad, you know, moment that he ever had. His son, he said, they didn't, you know, his son said the movie sucked, but he said it was still great to see that there was that many people that loved it still to this day. So we don't exactly know what movie we're going to do next uh, for the podcast. I know it's Joel's turn; he's got a few. Um, well, when we, when we, we could do, do a it, poll, we could do a poll right now, poll. and we could do a poll. Do we want to watch the poll uh, after this podcast? Okay. Yeah put it out there but joel put out a few movies uh we probably won't pick the winner of the poll but we'll, we'll still put a poll out there and give you guys a little bit of agency in this podcast but um i just want to know if our listeners like musicals <laughs> we already did one um, well we lost the curtain kitchen people so that's probably a few in a musical but uh yeah we uh, we have joel's movie and then uh i got a very special christmas movie it's you know christmas season's upon us so it's oh. my turn at christmas we got the 100th episode yeah. right around the corner and we might even do another uh family christmas movie everybody's here for around the holidays <laughs> there's, there's rumors of that as well so action-packed december we're back in your lives um at least a couple more coming out for this year yeah we miss you Stay guys tuned. yes peace out I get tired of trying all the time Step by step Day after day 
Sometimes life seems I can take, but I never say die. I'll never give up. I'll 